This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you don't know, our main mission here is to uplift all voices in medicine, particularly women in medicine is kind of where this all started. And we've opened up the conversation to many other groups. But today we have on a incredible woman. Jen is a friend both to Danielle and I. She is a FIGS ambassador. She is a vet. She is now a business owner to the incredible new vet clinic here in Chicago called Vatique, which you guys will have to check it out. It is the coolest vet studio I've ever seen in my entire life. We hope you love this episode with Jen. I guess I'll have to wait towards the end of the episode to ask all of my new puppy mom questions because I do have a few for you. Do it. That is what I'm here for. <laughs> but, you know, definitely to start, I really want to, obviously, you know, we haven't had a lot of vets on the podcast. You are probably the second or third that we've had on total. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Because we had... very special. <laughs> yeah. We had Stevie and Dr. Christy mm-hmm. and and now you, Dr. Yay. Jennifer Remnis. Is it yes. saying your last name right? Yeah, you got Remnis. it. Okay, awesome. Still my maiden name. I never switched it, so whatever. Hey, you're you got the you got the degree, like your husband didn't. So <laughs> That's a pretty common thing in healthcare, I think, for for women to keep my twin sister is a um a midwife and has been married for five years and she kept her last name. Too. Like it, and all of her professional documentation is all her maiden name too. So I get that. But obviously I have my selfish puppy questions. I'm going to try to save those for the end. But we really, I wanted to dive in with, of course, your vet career, but you just had a huge milestone. You co-founded a new vet clinic here in Chicago. That's so cool. <laughs> yes. I can't breathe. I literally can't breathe. It is so overwhelming. We are right now in week one of seeing patients and it's like not organized at all. It's driving me nuts, but trying to take it one day at a time here. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll get there. Um, I hear that happens, you know, when you're starting your own business that, you know, at least like the first couple weeks might, you know, actually, I don't know how long I won't put a time limit on it, but like, I, th- I think there's, I think there's a certain amount of uh, chaotic times that you'll, you'll make your way through, but <laughs> yeah, that is, that is definitely a for sure. I just finished obviously the construction process because we had to build out the entire space. We've got two floors. So that was a three-year process. I mean, with the pandemic that added an extra wow. 12 months, I'd say. Um, so from beginning idea till getting it, you know, opened up, it, it was essentially three years construction process was pretty crazy. Obviously my first time going through with that, thankfully I had a partner to do it with. Like we obviously bounced off of each other with that and um, just kind of tag teamed it. So that helped a ton, but 
I had no idea what I was doing at all. Like just kind of had to take it one day at a time and just lead on their expertise. Thankfully, there's a construction company, um, RWE, they do all of the Chicagoland veterinary clinics. So essentially it was sign them up for the job and they just kind of held our hands throughout the entire process. But it was a lot. I mean, it was kind of like designing a home too. That was my favorite part. Like obviously picking all the finishes and just putting your personal touch on it. So you'll see a lot of goals in there, a lot of sparkle. It's pretty glammy. It really doesn't look like a vet clinic at all. So that was the goal. So I think we achieved that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's an experience. We really wanted to make it like a, a spa experience, so to say. So we've got a wine bar in there. Um, and we're going to try to also incorporate some human wellness aspects too. So injectables, mainly like Botox, Dysport, dermal fillers, things like that. So. Oh my gosh. At like a vet clinic. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely a wild idea. So I'm interested to see how Chicago is going to accept this so we'll see <laughs> week one here we go that's so funny to me because we have i have well there's one woman that like always brings her dog up to <laughs> office but we do surgery in office like on on humans and and i always have to tell her i'm like i don't know how many times like i have to tell you like i'm really sorry and she gets in this tirade about how her dog's cleaner than most children and children are brought <laughs> up there and i'm like if the state of Tennessee walks in and and there's there's an animal oh, yeah. <laughs> <is> after you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> but everybody wants to get their talks, so they don't really care where they get. <laughs> yeah. So what we did with that, we had a lot of questions about that. So we have um five exam rooms and one is gonna be kind of interchangeable use. So it's our comfort cool. room. Dr. Trice, Jess, she's going to be doing some integrative medicine in there. So acupuncture, chiropractic care. And then that is also going to be our injectable room. We've got a really nice, cute, like velvet chase in there. Um, And what we're going to do is bring in a PA just to do that like twice a month, just to start off. And we'll send a blast to clients and just see if it's definitely heavily received and they want it, we'll bring it on board more often. So. That's so cool. Yeah. And I can definitely attest to the fact that Vetique, the clinic, the name is Vetique, which is like uh, the cutest name. Danielle, I feel like it's that's so like a cute. new name. They combined in Vet and Boutique because I feel like, I that's love like it. Danielle combines words. It's like her hidden secret um, talent amongst many <laughs> others. But so I am lucky. I can attest to the fact that this clinic is not, is unlike anything I have ever seen. Not just a vet clinic, but just any clinic in general. It's it really, it's not even like a spa. I would say it's more of like a mixture between a spa and like, God, I don't even like an art studio, like literally your aesthetic in there. They have this most beautiful wallpaper and every little detail is just designed to perfection. The signs everywhere. When you walk in, like it just, it's such an experience when you walk in, like when I saw and all the chandeliers hanging, when I walked into this office, like, I literally could not believe it. It's so bougie. <laughs> it's bougie and beautiful, but it's like, it's so fun. And it's, I love that, you know, going to the vet is not a fun process usually for you or for your fur baby. So you guys, I feel like really have nailed the idea of like, oh, I like get to go to Vantique today and go to this like cute little spot. It's, a, it's, it's unbelievable. It's stunning. But I just wanted to know, you know, kind of stepping back a little bit. 
I mean, you're so young. How long were you a vet before you decided to open up your own clinic? And is owning your own clinic something that you always envisioned yourself doing? Great questions. So um, I'm a grad from 2015. So this April, I'll actually be practicing for eight years, which sounds crazy because I feel like that was just yesterday. Um, It makes me feel really old. (laughs) So old. Are you kidding me? I graduated in 2007. Totally old. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. So yeah, I'm, I'm 34. So I just turned 34 in August. I did not have plans to do this at all. I actually was on track to do a derm residency. I love skin and that's just kind of the niche I fell in within VetMed. Um, the reason I did this was because I stumbled upon a job with a startup back in 2018 and I was offered a medical director role and that was a whole new realm for me. Like I had never thought about leadership roles not that I'm like a passive person, but I just didn't see myself, you know, initially taking that on and just kind of directing, delegating, doing all the to-dos with that. So doing the medical director role for a year, that experience was awful. It was probably one of the worst jobs of my career so far, um, just because of the management. And I pretty much just said to myself, well, hey, if they are doing this this way, I'm kind of learning all the ways of not to do this. I can do this myself. So um, Jess and I had a conversation and we just really wanted to just kind of change the future of VetMed. We are aligned with our you know, visions of what we want. And basically the client experience is what we're targeting with our place. We really, really want to make it a VIP experience. So that's where we are today. That's so cool. I'm I'm really envisioning like pup cups on demand and like a little like <laughs> pup and <laughs> pup and cat bakery, you know, treat section. <laughs> that is absolutely a thing. Well, right now we've got low sodium chicken broth pup cups and some frozen peanut butter pup cups for all the babies that come in. Um, we do want to do some collabs with some treat companies. We actually, um, through my vet candy, they have a magazine. Um, it's like a hard copy and um, online version as well. But they recently did a publication with a really young. She's probably early teens. She started her own pet treat business. Um, it's all natural, organic, sustainable ingredients. And we're thinking about collabing with her. So she's in the Chicagoland area as well. It's called Ava's Pet Palace. So that should be in the future. So that's so cool. I love Gen Z. I know. <laughs> I, know. I love that. That is so I cool. Know. I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier about how the co-founder of Vatique, Jess, Dr. Trice, how she's offering other services like acupuncture and... Yeah, that's so wild. So you guys offer um, a lot of different, you know, things like chiropractic manipulation, advanced surgery. I saw you guys have like laser therapy too, all of these different therapies that I didn't even know really existed in the vet world. So are you guys both kind of trained in these different things or do you have to bring in other vets to do some of this work? How does all that work? Because I've never even heard of these things. The beauty about being a vet, and I always tell this even to veterinary students, um, just that have questions about what 
this career path looks like. The beauty is we are able to do whatever we're comfortable with. You can tackle whatever surgery you want, whether it's soft tissue, orthopedic. Um, Personally speaking for both her and I, we do do soft tissue surgery. So we're not currently off offering anything orthopedic wise. Um, but yeah, you name it, mass removals, splenectomies, cystotomies. We both kind of have the mindset. If we don't know how to do something, we're willing to just to dive in and learn how to do it and be able to offer that to clients at our, at our hospital, trying to keep everything in house is going to be obviously great for the business, but also convenient for the client too. So we're not sending you all over the place as well. I mean, for procedures that we think are more advanced, what we can do is bring in a locum veterinarian or surgeon that would be able to take care of something like that. So if we do need like a TPLO done or any other type of advanced orthopedic procedure. Um, as far as integrative care, I will say Jess is mainly tackling that. She is certified in Chinese medicine. Um, she just did a program for applied kinesiology as well. So she is dabbling into all the integrative stuff. I haven't. I think my niche is more skin. I love internal medicine. So I think that's where we'll really, really, you know, balance each other out. I do more, obviously, of the the Western medicine, and she'll bring in that integrative component, too. So So it's just it's so interesting to me. And I forget that, especially with vet med, this is where all of the main like therapies that we use on humans come from, like everything starts in vet med Mm -hmm. and everything gets tested on, on animals, you know, these different therapies and surgeries and, and, and things like that. The chiropractic and like acupuncture aspect is so intriguing to me because I'm just, I'm trying to, and my, um, my parents' dog has had to have um, some chiropractic adjustments and stuff too, but it's like, how how do you get trained in like dog chiropractic <laughs> or cat chiropractic? It's like, oh, but I mean, it's still a spine. Like exactly, that's what yeah. I was just going to say. It's basically, I mean, of course, there's some specifics to the the body systems, but yeah, you've got a human with four legs, and I mean, everything kind of operates and functions the same. It's really, really remarkable what she is able to do. I. What I wouldn't say I wasn't a believer in it, you know, mm-hmm. right off the bat, but she personally worked on my pet on, on Nutmeg previously, who had chronic um, IVDD uh, disc disease. And she is able to have a dog that comes in completely down in the hind quarter. And that dog is walking out the door after two to three sessions. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That's so cool. It's remarkable. So, I mean, Obviously, I would just say with our generation too, we have a lot of clients that are requesting more holistic approaches to med, um, Mm -hmm. things that are not as invasive, which of course, sometimes less is more. And if we're able to to treat a chronic condition that way and give that pet just a fantastic quality of life that he or she wouldn't normally have, you know, that's where our job, you know, is done. So, wow. Jen, again, too, I'm just so incredibly impressed that you and Jess at such a young age have opened up this new clinic. That's like a goal for so many clinicians, whether it's for humans or for animals or a specialty. It is such a huge goal that so many of us have down the road, like down the road in our 50s and our 60s. And the fact that you're in your, you both are in your 30s and have opened this clinic. I can't imagine, you know, I'm so curious if 
coworkers and colleagues and peers and just like in general, were people really supportive of this or because of as two women entering business, how did this how did it seem for everyone around you? Was everyone pretty supportive or did you have a lot of obstacles? I would say, I mean, obviously people aren't going to tell you their true thoughts to your face, but I got the vibe where people, I they were just kind of radiating like, holy moly, you're way in over your head. Like, like I just felt that a lot. And I mean, I feel that way right now. It's week one, sure. But you know, if you have your heart set on something, it doesn't necessarily matter how long it takes you to get there. Just take it day by day. And I just have to constantly remind myself of that today. It will work out. Everything works out and it will work out the way it's supposed to for a reason. So yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know where the support is from close friends. Of course, I have a lot of close female friends that are saying, heck yeah, girl, you are just showing up the world and, you know, keep on representing for all of us. And I think that's super important because just in healthcare specifically, just the, the ratios for male to female in many areas, whether that's compensation purposes and benefits, things like that, we're, you know, underrepresented. So I think it's super important just to take that stance and just show others it can be done. If I can do it, you can do it. So does Vatik have like relationships then with other vets in the area that aren't maybe offering these other holistic therapies yet? Or like what's what's kind of the the plan there in the in the vet community in Chicago? Like referrals almost. Is that a thing? Um, I'd say more so for, so usually what we'll do is refer to like MedVet Chicago, which is the huge specialty center and that's mm, more yeah. advanced procedures. Um, yeah, I mean, not every clinic offers integrative care, so that would essentially just be a quick Google search, but yeah, we, we can certainly, you know, team up with some of the, you know, more traditional vet clinics and, and say, hey, we've got this to offer. We do want to partner up with 24-hour emergency facilities. We think that's mm. super important. So we're working on a program right now. It's with Vets Head, it's called. Um, but that's essentially going to offer service to our clients at Vetique to, you know, if they need an after-hours visit, um, they'll have that complement physical exam at veg veterinary emergency group which is nearby mm, kind of like our triage after hours service so to say yeah mm-hmm. awesome smart not really a thing we have for humans yet either it's like when we no. have patients in primary care end up in the emergency room somewhere you kind of have to like call around and figure it out yeah. so <laughs> that makes a lot of sense so I'm curious too, you said that you took a medical director, you know, you took the medical director leadership role. I'm sure you learned an incredible amount there that helped you. It, it what may not have been the dream job at the time, but I'm sure it laid a pretty great foundation for you running your own business and doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff now too. But what does your role look like now? Are you excited to, are you seeing a lot of patients again? Yeah, we're we're getting there. We have many people in the area that are just walking in scheduling. So it's awesome. It's, very relieving because I think we're going to be busier way sooner than we're expecting, which is always great. We had how many just started our week off on Monday because um, we have some single doctor days mixed in with double doctor days. And she had a fully booked schedule on Monday. That was literally day one. So that's great. 
Um, we are extending our appointment times, especially right off the bat to, again, give the client that VIP experience that we're aiming for. So that's going to allow us to offer a complimentary glass of wine. Um, we've got some heated neck rollers. We've got face towels. We've got all of that to go with it. So that oh is really our, our, our vet seek experience. So. I want to come to your vet. <laughs> I'm going. I'm switching. You. I'm already. I'm already convinced. By the way, I totally called it. Archie is literally passed out right now. He was having his like pre-nap time, like rebellious era, right there. For like, he gets like that for like twenty or thirty minutes right before he's due for a nap. He's literally like a baby. <laughs> like he gets all. He gets all fussy. He's overly tired. He just gets really fussy, and I'm like. God, why? Like, cause he's usually such a good puppy. And then he starts acting up and I'm like, start thinking, Oh God, it's happening. Like this puppy is starting to be a nightmare. I knew this day was going to come. And then sure enough, he passes out like 15 minutes later. And I'm like, ah, I should have known. He's just this pre-nap fussy. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Uh, the puppy stage, nothing like it. I feel like you guys have done just from what you're saying with, with the branding and like your personal touches on everything. People cannot underestimate what a a good Instagram will do for your business. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and good marketing and branding because Absolutely. that's what people look for now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking for something that like draws you in, that looks well styled, well curated because it it gives the illusion that like you know, this is where you want to be. We have it together. We have offer all these things and I just I mean a, I saw Jack's mural and like all the branding and stuff that you've done so far. And I'm like, this is very well done. I am very impressed. I have to give a huge shout out to, um, it's Danielle. She's also Danielle from the snout group. Um, she developed a personal marketing company essentially in vet med and she is wonderful she killed it with our logo so she she created that we we were very detailed from day one with her we had a long saturday call i'm talking eight hours where we put together a pinterest vision board for her talked about you know you know, what we want essentially in our mission, our, you know, perfect clients that we would, you know, imagine coming in just based off the area that we are in Chicago. We really went down to the nitty gritty with her and she just blew it out of the park with it. So I couldn't be happier with our decision to, you know, have her kind of lead us. Now, now the goal would be to kind of get um, a social media freelance individual just to kind of manage that for us moving forward. But yeah, as to what you mentioned, you need an Instagram and I need to learn about TikTok because I know that can take you. No, really? No. We have such a love hate with it. I I don't have one and I don't even know where to begin with that, but we definitely (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I just sound like one of those old people that is like, there's too many social. I don't want to be on my phone that much longer. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's like so overwhelming. I'm like adding another one to the list, really. But yeah, but I mean, if you can get someone else to manage it for you, then like that would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that they're just like, here, stand here. Say this. OK. Make you a tic tac. There you go. Exactly. So Jack and I are looking for for the woman. We need yeah. someone to outsource all social media and TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't ask us. Don't ask yeah. us. <laughs> We're not the people to ask. 
I need a Gen Zer. Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. But I have to say, like, you guys just opened up. The opening up, the party looked incredible. Um, That really must have been a special moment, kind of seeing it all come together, having so many people there for support. As, you know, Danielle and I are both business owners as well. I think there's this point where when it finally becomes a reality and you finally put that idea out into the world and it's like official and it's really happening, it's like you kind of get this imposter syndrome where you're like, wait, like, is this actually me? Am I actually running this business? Like, you feel like, oh, my God, who let me do this? Like, who let me open up a business? <laughs> Has any of that crept in yet? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I remember the moment and I feel like I'm going to remember it you know, for the rest of my life, it was actually when they were installing our exterior signage. I was like, whoa, Reggie, who who did all of our interior and exterior signage, again, knocked it out of the park with that. But yeah, he had his team installing it. I was just leaving for the day. Um, mind you, construction was still wrapping up the morning of our party, which Jack knows because she was there. I, I was also wrapping up. I was like, I promise <laughs> I'll get this done. <laughs> semi freaking out I'm like it'll work out it'll work out and then yeah that that sign went up I'm like this is real this is nuts this is a business like whoa that's our logo what the heck so um yeah very humbling experience to say the least so wow yeah well absolute the most congratulations to you yeah. it's just such an accomplishment again regardless of your age it's just it's such an incredible career accomplishment that I know people seeing this or hearing this will so many women and just people in medicine, I think will be inspired because this yeah. clinic is just, I'm sure, <laughs> I hope it's everything you dreamed of because it's like, it's such a, I, I can't even explain. We'll have to put some photos, um, links to the Instagram photos in the show notes so people can see because like, it's so hard to describe how special the clinic is. It's so stunningly beautiful. So absolutely congratulations to you. Yes. So Pushing much. all the boundaries. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're hoping it takes off. I mean, ideally the plan is to get this thing countrywide. I'm hoping to bring this out to Nashville. That's my Ooh. next Ooh, It would do well there. I feel like I do think it would do well in Nashville. Yeah. But yeah. I won't tell all my friends to go to you. <laughs> Well, you could still come in for the the Paseco Spritzer, we like to call it. So, uh, yeah. We need Jack's puppy questions. We have been waiting. We have been waiting (laughs) to have a vet on just so Jack can not pay you to answer all of your questions. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, though. Seriously, that's what I'm here for. All right, I've got 15 free minutes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do try my best to, like, Google as much as possible. But, oh, of course, God. we know that yeah. whenever you're talking about our human health or our furry friend health, to always talk to a vet. Do not yes. trust Google. Vet Google, Dr. Google. That's an actual rabbit hole. So, yeah. And so that actually leads me to my first question, which I am kind of like, I, I, I don't really know too much about this. I know a lot about it in humans, but not a lot about it in animals. From the breeder where I got Archie, there's kind of some controversy or debate over vaccines. Mm-hmm. Now, is that common for people to not want to vaccinate their puppies? Or like, 
it, what's going on right now with that? Is that is why does everybody backs? hate Maxine? I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna grab Archie for this. I'm listening. Yeah, bring him over here. He's the <laughs> he's, he's finally sleeping. We'll now. see if he can cuddle. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. I love him. So I will say it's specific vaccines usually we get pushback on. And I will start off with the leptospirosis vaccine. We get that a lot from breeders where clients are essentially having to like sign contracts to not vaccinate for that. It just drives me nuts. I'll start off by saying some breeds can be sensitive to vaccines. And I always have that conversation. Many dachshunds, for example, that's going to be like highly represented with that vaccine. Um, some cavaliers as well. Um, but yeah, I, I have that discussion. If it's a tiny dog that is going to be more prone for an adverse vaccine reaction, we'll talk about some Benadryl um, or some pre-medications to kind of help offset that. But yeah, I, you have to weigh the pros and the cons of the vaccine, the dog's lifestyle, environmental status, all of those good things that play a part. So, But definitely talk to your vet. End of story. Not some random Reddit thread on or somewhere on Google. Yes. <laughs> Reddit's Here. another thing I stay off. <laughs> it yes. scares me. Oh, well, yeah. Automatically okay. say you have cancer and you're going to die all the time. That's- yeah. That's the end of the story. <laughs> oh my god, what a sweet puppy! I know you guys. He's so sweet. Oh my god. Okay, next question. We got a rapid fire because I got to get my money's worth here while I have Jen. <laughs> okay. 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 So puppy classes. I am definitely. I have my eyes already on a place to get him into like puppy. So he, I have already been socializing him. But as far as like puppy training classes, how early is too early? Like when is like a good time to start those? Since we were just talking about vaccines, as long as he started on his series and he's grouped with dogs of a similar age category, you can start that as early as a couple months. Okay. Just to start getting those behaviors down and the socialization benefits too from that. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay. Because obviously socialization is like one of the biggest things that I am, you know, I've met a few puppies that were COVID dogs and it's just like a total nightmare to me. The last thing I want is to have a puppy that's like, really scared of other people or scared of other dogs and potentially anxious. So what are, yeah. So, so yeah. What are some tips you have for socialization and separation anxiety for new puppy owners? So, I mean, do you have a lot of friends or family members that have puppies that he can meet? I've, I have a lot of puppies. There's a few puppies in the neighborhood that he's been able to meet. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it have to be a puppy or can it be like a older dog that, you know, is like, well-behaved and and trained and good with puppies. Yeah, I mean, adults work too. As long as everyone's fully vaccinated, you know, you know, the history of that dog. Absolutely. Just trying to get him to meet as many as possible, get him used to certain situations and environments too. Um, more repetition is going to be key just with getting him adjusted, you know, overall. So um, bring him places, if you're driving quite a bit, tossing him in the car, you know, going, do you, do you bring him now in the travel carrier? So I think that's perfect. I bring him everywhere, but now I'm like concerned and I, I do bring him everywhere. I'm trying really hard to socialize him. Like I just took him on a long date. We went to Lululemon and Warby Parker. Cause those are two oh. like fun, um, dog friendly places that you can take them. I am trying to crate him like at least twice a day and then overnight to try to build that independence yeah but i'm like pretty concerned that we're developing like some sort of codependency 
Get them on your schedule as early as possible. I think that's going to be key. And I think the crate plays such a great role with that too. So have your schedule times where he's going to be in there during the day. You said you are doing it overnight? I am. Yeah, I, I am. That's Except, Jen, I'm not going to lie to you. I had too much to drink the other night. <laughs> you <laughs> and I little told- buddy. You big spooned him, didn't you? <laughs> I texted Danielle the next morning and I go, Danielle, I'm such a slut. <laughs> <laughs> I let Archie out of his crate last night. <laughs> oh my gosh, love it. I love it. And he's not lying about it. Look at that face. No. <laughs> so cute. No, I, but I do at night. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> that's perfect. Just to what your schedule is going to be like. And, you know, that's going to be the easiest, easiest way for him to comprehend what's going to be ideal. So amazing. Do you feed him in there? Do you give him water in there? Do you put enrichment in there? I do. I do mostly um, treats and like harder toys. Like the he's got like, I don't even know what you would call it. It's not like a bone. It's like one of those like really harder, like one of those like Like harder chew toys. Yeah. That he can't like break up or anything like that. Um, Because I'm like a, I'm like a psycho. Like I get really nervous about if I were to ever leave him Mm -hmm. and he were to like, get to something in the crate. I have a security camera and I watch him all the time when I'm gone. God. Oh, oh that is literally your number one man. I love it. <laughs> Jen, I don't, I don't need another man. She Look at is cute. Archie. Right. <laughs> right. He's going to, he's going to love me forever. So I definitely don't need another man. <laughs> but Jack, would you have another man at home and keep him on a security camera as well? <laughs> Not a bad idea, right? <laughs> let's let's hope it doesn't get to that, but <laughs> let's hope it doesn't get to that. Okay. All right. Moving on to my next question before Danielle roasts me. Enough about my dating life coming into this episode. Last question I have is about food. Yeah. What? Because there's so many options and this is another place with like so much misinformation, but my yes. general question is the idea. I, I have him just on like regular dog food that the breeder recommended that she knows is good with them and good with the breed. It's a reputable brand. But then you have this like whole camp online that fights for like real food, fresh food. food Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? So I will say when it comes to commercial kibble, you definitely want high quality grain inclusive. I've been stressing that so much just because there have been some um, recent studies. I think this was started back in 2018, but um, they've been linking a lot of the grain free, exotic, they're calling them BEG diets or BEG diets. They're linking that with like a dilated cardiomyopathy that's developing and we're Mm -hmm. finding it in breeds that really will not necessarily be predisposed to those conditions. So um, specifically that the taurine deficiency is something that they're finding as well. So yes, grain inclusive as, you know, veterinarians, you'll talk to all of us and most of us will probably agree with many of the commercial diets. We do, you know, represent um, many of the companies that undergo clinical studies. So that's going to be your Hill Science Diet, Royal Canin, Purina Pro Plan. I do have questions from clients that, you know, have concerns about fillers in the foods and byproducts and do want to stick to more of like a a limited ingredient diet. 
there are fresh food options available. So it really, it's going to depend on what that client wants to do for that patient, for that lifestyle, for that breed, for that age range of the puppy, you know, all of that's going to be a factor. The only fresh food diet I do recommend right now is just food for dogs, um, just because they have a team of boarded veterinary nutritionists that actually develop those diets, making sure they're balanced and, you know, the dog is getting all the nutrients it needs. So um, there will be several other brands that you may see, you know, on social media, not that they're necessarily bad foods. I just don't know much about them. And if they're not, you know, fully controlled by uh, a nutritionist, then I'm not going to essentially recommend that until we have more information on it. Totally fair. Amazing. So I lied. That's not my last question, but thank you. That was a very thorough, great (laughs) answer. And I hope that, you know, I know I've seen a lot of puppies in my neighborhood. I think people are starting to get, there's like another hot round of people getting puppies again. So hopefully there's other listeners that can benefit from this conversation. Not just me. Go to fatigue. Yes, that too, for sure. But what are like, when people say they're getting a new furry animal, like a dog or a cat, because that's primarily what you see. Is that right? Or what animals do you typically see outside? Do you see a lot of other animals outside of dogs and cats? So we are definitely both um, my partner, Jess and I are open to exotics. So um, I mainly see small mammals. So rabbits, guinea pigs, I've done a chinchilla before. Um, I have seen some reptiles. It just really depends, you know, what the need is. I Bitch. saw tarantula last year, so that was pretty cool. Um, that was one of my... Oh, tenants. it's cool, John. It's yes. cool. Loved her. She was so cool. She was so, so cool. Um, I thought I was going to be terrified at first. I'm unwell. They are so awesome. Such magnificent. No, creatures. I'm unwell. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm in my head. I'm like, how, do you give it an IV? Do you give it like a sub bolus? Do you give it vaccines? I want nothing to do Is with it. Is it like a paste? Like, do you, uh, I'm thinking about its little fangs <laughs> trying to eat something. They, I learned from my technician, because it was his uh, tarantula, Rosie, they actually liquefy the internal contents of their meal, which is crazy to me. Um, as far as diagnostics, we did an x-ray on her because she, appetite was down for for a bit. So we were just kind of investigating, making sure nothing was um, abnormal. But yeah. I want to, I want to know what the inner workings of a tarantula are. I really don't. I really don't like I'm do good. they do they breathe do they have a lot no like they don't have lung systems right like <laughs> they don't so, have a heart no it's, <laughs> it's not a mammal <laughs> it's not a mammal and I can't even I don't even know how that works what, what she, freaking criteria that falls under i don't even know um the disgusting that's what it falls under (laughs) i mean if a tarantula has a low appetite is it like do they have an obstruction do they poop do they like yes they totally can um details that go with it but yes to to answer your question briefly yes obstruction (laughs) (laughs) our faces right now collectively jack's like and i'm like I'm going to have nightmares just because you of this would, conversation. You would be surprised what comes through the door sometimes. I mean, we even get like... What's the weirdest thing you've had walk through the door? Nothing as far as species, like as working. I will say back in school, we did a tiger. Like I always bring up that story because that was amazing. We had a Siberian tiger in from <gasps> one of the zoos um, or sanctuaries by Champagne. So that was awesome. Oh, we had to take out a oh, wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> we actually had doctors that had, I think it yeah, it was when I worked in Wisconsin that they had like a premature, um, uh, like gorilla or something born. Oh. And so they had to bring over and like, like our like equipment and like a event and like mm-hmm. <laughs> to like intubate it with. It's crazy how it all cross transfers, right? Yeah, it was wild. I remember during the pandemic when it was like getting nuts, they, there was talks about reaching out to our field for machinery, like just because we were oh, in wow. of that. Wow. So, respirate about all that good stuff. Yeah. That. So Ugh. it's cool. Wow. Well, we have talked about everything from opening up a boutique to the inner workings of tarantulas and all of <laughs> Jack's new puppy questions. And some low blows on my dating life. <laughs> no, no way. Jack, You're your dating life is anything but low. <laughs> Jen, where can people find you? Where can they find boutique? Do you like, do you keep your DMs open to vet students or anything like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, mentorship is huge for both of us. We we love that. So I think once we kind of get into a routine with our our flow and our schedule, um, we definitely want to bring students on board. We've actually had one reach out about it already. Um, she's just kind of on a, a waiting list. Probably um, early next year is when we'll be able to kind of integrate that in and and get started. But yes, the more students, the better. We want to really make our way of that med, just the norm, just because it is in dire need of a change. So um, the more, the merrier as far as mentees. So, so Instagram's mainly our social media tool right now. We're at Fatigue Chicago. Um, we're hoping as more locations um, kind of open up and flourish, we'll be able to kind of tag that into one handle eventually. Um, the teak was taken. So I'm going to have to work on trying to get that opened mm. up so that we can have that all under one umbrella. But uh, Instagram for now, I did just make a Facebook page. I don't even know how wanted that is nowadays or if that's even a thing. So we'll see. I'll try with that. Um, LinkedIn obviously just made a page for that. So um, yeah, feel free. I'm currently managing the social media until we get that very special Gen Z that's going to take over. <laughs> I cannot manage it. It is so overwhelming. Um, but yeah, we can um, inquiries via message, comments. We're trying to share you know, as many stories as possible with patients that have been coming in this week. So we'd love to feature puppies, kittens, um, adult and senior babies, all of them. So bring them on in and we'll, we'll love to feature them. Even the rogue tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be making her debut at some point. My technician works with me right now at Vitique. So she'll be making her way over. I'll make sure to invite you guys that day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jen, thank you so much. We won't take up any more time from you tonight, but yeah, I'm I'm so excited for you truly. And uh, next time I'm up in Chicago to visit Jack, we'll have to swing by and, and see how everything's going. Absolutely. We'll have, like I said, that Pasaco spritzer waiting for you and we'll give you a tour and yeah. Love, love to show the the new digs. All 
All right, guys, I hope you loved that episode and loved getting to know Dr. Jen. And if you are a new pet owner, got some really good tips there. We're so excited for Jen and wish her so much good luck and all the new furry and reptilian and tarantillion patients she can get her hands on. I don't know if that is the proper term for a group of species of tarantula. You know what, Danielle? I highly doubt that's the right term, but I don't want to ever know because I want to it never really discuss fun to say. spiders on this podcast <laughs> literally ever again. <laughs> on that note, please follow along with Jen and Vatik. You can find Jen's personal Instagram at jenremdmv. That's J-E-N-R-E-M-D-M-V on Instagram. And we will link everything to Vatik, the vet clinic below. Thank you again for all of the support. Every listen, share, rate, review means the absolute world to DNI. It allows us to keep doing what we're doing. That is uplifting voices in medicine. And on that note, we will catch you next Friday. Woman, Woman out. <laughs> 